Yeah, I used to have that experience when I traveled from San Francisco to Japan. Um, I would marvel at how amazing it is that I would that I had woken up in San Francisco and now I'm going to sleep in Tokyo. That's very cool, somehow, and very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there is a, the miracle of three D space time, or the um, amazing quality of just being here. What's really amazing is that we're here and we're not here. <laughs> Physically, we're here, but metaphysically, we're significantly or primarily not here. <laughs> the majority of us is not here. Majority of us is in time space. Majority of us is immaterial or metaphysical, non-physical. <laughs> the more we're aware of our higher dimensionality, um, the more we may feel uh, it's weird, <laughs> it's strange uh, that I'm incarnate here also. That's a very... And, and you know, these are um, deep mind uh, perceptions, beliefs, conceptions, experiences that um, are, are influential to a whole lot of um, preferences and activities and ways we live our life. There's a lot in our life, a lot of decisions are influenced by deep mind biases or, and distortions and beliefs and values including the one of there's something terribly wrong here <laughs> I'm here but I'm not here um, I'm here in this f fleshy meaty form that isn't doesn't seem to be me at all in the sense that um, what I can conceive in mind is seems so far from the nature of this body in itself so anyway those, those kinds of deep mind perspectives uh, beliefs experiences influence a lot um, below the surface yeah well to the extent that you're the logos you're them um, at the highest and most refined um, totality, you know, re most refined level, which is the most inclusive of the totality of beingness, um, self and the logos is one. Therefore, all beings um, as expression of the logos is you. Okay, so all beings is me in my logoic totality identity, in the identity of my totality, which is logoic. Okay. But, <clears throat> in time and space, um, they surely have autonomy. And, or free will. And, we don't know them <laughs> too well. We don't know ourselves too well, either. So, I am all, and I know all, nearly none. <laughs> I know very little about the all that is me also I think that's that's corollary well I mean people humans will keep dying until dimensional shift as in the normal 3d cycle of an incarnation uh, there may be major destruction there may not be um, I would imagine there probably will be 
more than there is now, because it seems like things are on an upswing, and those that, therefore, a greater quantity of people might be dying early and going to the astral plane. That's where they normally go. Um, in terms of any kind of project salvation, you know, salvage project, liftoff, evacuation, that is not so likely um, in general, it seems to me. Even though yeah. New Age people have been hoping for it for decades. <laughs> the incarnate people are in space-time. The disincarnate phase or astral city or astral zones are time-space. So the people who ride it out remain in space-time, and the people who die or die young or early or in quantity or not uh, go to time-space. You mean... The souls who, per, well, you've got a couple, you've got 3D natives who are harvestable, and you've got 4D positive wanderers who are double-bodied. Most 4D positive wanderers probably are double-bodied, meaning they have their fourth dimensional body somewhat more activated than normal. In that case, um, so long as their karma is, is not heavy, then they may well transition from 3D space-time to 4D positive space-time uh, without death. To the extent that a harvestable 3D soul doesn't have a fourth-density body, then they would die and come back to 4D positive. To the extent that, uh, or for the case for those who are not harvestable but survive any kind of destruction, if that's indeed... I mean, it's just the same as now. It's just a different of magnitude, right? There are people in Lombok who died. There are people in Japan who died, there are people in, you know, Greece who died in riots, and uh, they go to the astral plane. Uh, some of them may be harvestable, most of them I imagine are not, um, and they do their thing in time-space and either come back to the world in 40 positive or go to another world in third density space-time, uh, and whatever, whoever doesn't die young or early stays until dimensional shift, I'd imagine, and after that or at that time, they would have an astral phase. The, the astral plane is not destroyed. It's just uh, probably vacated <laughs> in, in the fourth density phase, or it's less populated, or um, there are changes because there's no longer 3D space-time for a while for them to return back to. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think all those perspectives on the body are both personal and um, objective, um, um, universal views, both. So your <clears throat> ability, your, your experience of these multiple perspectives on body is the result of, you know, continuing personal evolution and development of awareness. And you're tapping into genuine principles involved in uh, the nature of the body and the function of embodiment and what you're, you know, you can see the body as an organic biological uh, you know, element or entity which is akin to flesh and the, the features of, of meat, really, carne is meat incarnate, incarnational. Meanwhile, I totally agree that <clears throat> uh, structurally and functionally, it is the 
product of, in many ways, the entirety of biological evolution on the planet. And, you know, it's like when you see a moth who loves the light, it's akin to the eye that registers light naturally. Yeah, I mean, every single insect or creature, particularly the smaller insects, um, in my, I, I talked about this maybe once somewhere long ago, uh, can be seen as logoic uh, experiments, developments, experiences of um, aspects of, of consciousness itself. The worm that moves by peristalsis or by a wiggling like a snake or the worm or the salamander uh, is akin to the function of the digestive system. The um, the bird that goes with its head, buck, 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 the pigeon kind of chicken-headed, buck, 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 back and forth, um, has certain relationship to the tongue, has certain relationship to the neck, um, the, the functions or abilities of the neck of, of a human. And so all sorts of different creatures are in, can be seen as... Um, uh, historical, biological, metaphysical um, developments and um, vehicles of expression, vehicles of experience that in many ways have been integrated into the human body. Meanwhile, from a higher chakra perspective, um, this flesh is light. It's a flesh light vehicle. It's a light it's an intelligent energy, love light, um, <laughs> twinkling, flesh form vehicle that um, summarizes or encompasses or integrates in certain ways the totality, I think, of all biological evolution on planet Earth up to this point. And... Um, that's sort of um, the external environment of flora and fauna of plants and animals uh, reflected by the features and functions and structures of the whole of the physical body. Just like you say, you know, the, the intestinal flora <laughs> are little guys in my gut helping me or hurting me depending on how I'm thinking and living. Uh, this is a holistic kind of principle. And some evolutionary biologists understand that, by the way. You can find some guys who know about that. It's not just spiritualists who ponder this way. Yeah, oh yeah, well, that, that yeah, the outer, the outer is a reflection of the inner because it's one field. And um, so, yeah, if you're hurting the outer, you're hurting your inner as well. And that's why... Um, you know, like in the discussion of the Narakas and the hell rebirth, beings are associated, the experience of that rebirth is fear and anguish, like Dr. Louise in hell or Harwood Storm. And um, that is a reflection, karmic return, reflective karmic return of how they affected the minds of others during their lifetime by, you know, aggressive or abusive speech and, and behavior, wrong action wrong speech. So you get 
what you've created. And if you're, you know, killing freely, but you see, you know, you, you'll get harm coming on the back, coming, coming back in. But, you know, what you're doing is a little different there because it's not that you're, you know, rejoicing in, in slaughter of ants. You're trying to get boundaries clear where they're okay, where they're not okay to go. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, what I've found with ants here in the countryside is they're collectivist. The individual doesn't think of him herself as an individual. They, there's, you know, one for all and all for one. And the only way a message is gotten by the collective is when a multiple a number a multiple number of individuals are are get the same treatment so you you know they <laughs> ants understand mass slaughter um but individual uh, treatment doesn't apply to the collect is not is not learned by the collective uh, absolutely yeah absolutely um there is the the collectivist nature of that species um, determines its mode of learning. Yeah, there's those um, 5,000 ants um, have one mind, something like that. That one mind determines the, the activities that serve functions to the whole of groups of the 5,000 or 10,000. And uh, only when a sufficient number within any functional group has the same adver adverse treatment experience, like every time they go there, they get killed. Every time they go there, they get, you know, flicked away. Every time they go there, they get thrown roughly or uh, treated with ammonia. <laughs> and um, But only after a certain number have gotten the same bad treatment um, does the message go back and, and the collective um, establishes a new uh, directive. The new directive is, don't go there, <laughs> go somewhere else. <clears throat> and um, that, you know, it, it, um, those that have learned love also need to know what, you know, tough love is. Which is basically like, you know, if somebody's going to, you know, Trogim Trungpa talked about that. If there's a guy with his finger on the button to launch nuclear weapon and kill a million, and the only way of stopping him is killing him, will you do it or not? He said, of course I'll do it. <laughs> no problem. Of course. And, and take the karmic return, whatever it is, which will be not that simple either, meaning it's not, oh, you killed abortion, you're going to be killed again, uh, because of the motivation is to protect a million. Right. Well, you know, um, the puredhamma.net teacher said karma is intention. Karma, the basis of karma is um, personal intention, which is conscious and unconscious both, uh, but it's the motivation for action that is the substance of karmic formation, meaning the formation of, of causality that will lead to a result down the line, a karmic return. The karmic return is formed initially in terms of uh, speech or action, or you know, thought, speech, and action, by the nature of the intention behind that particular thought, word, and deed.
and so killing an ant with your thumb smushing like fuck you god damn it is a very different than you know a very cool minded determined flick away off the wall like you know I like you guys but I really you just can't be here and if you're gonna die when I flick you alright but I'm not gonna smush you but I'm not gonna let you stay here because you gotta learn your collective has got to learn this is my place I can't you know we just can't do that because what'll happen is you know they bring their family and they bring their babies and they bring their eggs and before you know it you have a thousand in the wall again I just can't no sorry you can go there's a you know there's a big forest here go out there so <clears throat> intentionality is the heart of um, karmic causal formation or karmic causal basis um, it's form it, it, the heart of that formation of karmic cause is intention intentionality which is conscious unconscious both and so the more conscious we are of our motivations the more we'll consciously shape our future okay well thank you everybody uh, always interesting and um, mind nourishing and heart nourishing hopefully too so take good care of yourselves, see you next time, and good night.